Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. All right. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for thevikingage.com. And as always, I am joined by my co-host, Chris Shad, who writes for us here at The Viking Age, as well as Zone Coverage and Bring Me the News. Uh, before we start today's show, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like this video and subscribe to our channel. If you already are, we thank you very much. And make sure to follow The Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. And if you can tell... My uh, sinuses are a little uh, groggy right now because I just uh, got a, done with a battle with the, with the COVID. Uh, so that was a, a good time. Don't recommend it. Um, but I'm good now. I'm getting back so I can talk some Vikings. But during my time uh, off, I guess, uh, I was able to watch a bunch of things. One of them being the ESPN Unrivaled documentary about the uh, old Avalanche and Red Wings Rivalry back in the day uh, in the NHL. Um, the doc centered around a dirty hit by the Avalanche's Claude Lemieux on uh, Red Wings' Chris Draper in the uh, 96 playoffs. And Lemieux was described in the film as, as one of the NHL's most hated players during his time in the league. So, Chris, my first question to you is who was an NFL player that you loved to hate when you were a kid growing up watching football? I think Brett Favre has to top the list, doesn't it? Yeah. And it's funny now because of 2009, you know, everybody kind of loves Brett Favre as far as Vikings fans go. I mean, there's some diehards out there, right? But um, I think with Favre, there was a lot of animosity because he was like the leader of the Packers. You know, he was like Darth Vader. uh, If you're talking about a Star Wars reference, Mm -hmm. you just got such joy out of beating Favre because not only was he good, he, he was always running around and the announcers were always pumping him up. Like, you know, Brett Favre is Brett Favre. And when you have Brett Favre, it's Brett Favre. And, you know, mm-hmm. that yeah. John Madden impersonation. But Basically what um, Aaron Rodgers is right now. Yeah. But, but I mean, like, without Rogers the tattoo, a bigger villain than Favre. Yeah. I saw a tweet about that, actually, uh, <laughs> his tattoo. And somebody said, you know, maybe it's designed for somebody to be like, well, what does it mean? I don't know what it means. You know, <laughs> I am, I am so excited, honestly, for his girlfriend, blue, the witch or sky blue or midnight blue or whatever, uh, blue, blue balls. I, I don't, I don't know whatever her name is to like send him to the nether realm before a game and not be able to pull him out. Like week one also, where's Aaron? I uh, got a problem guys. Got a it goes all stranger things on him. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan, Jordan loves starting. We we can't say why. Jordan Love is starting yeah. against the Vikings. Uh, so there's that. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm similar. I had like I, I don't know if I ever really like hated Favre. I just just hated the way that how successful he was. Kind of like growing up, like 
a lot of people were Michael Jordan fans. I just I didn't like it because all they did was win, and I'm like, this mm-hmm. it's just boring. Like I don't want to watch him win. Ever. So I'd root for like the Sonics and the Jazz and the Spurs and stuff because I'd just be like, I'm over this. Uh, so yeah, uh, for me it was yeah Favre. I had what Antonio Freeman in there, Dorsey Levins, Leroy Butler. Like were they all I, Packers players? Yeah, pretty much. Like <laughs> I mean, what am I gonna do? Hate like hate Joey Harrington from, from the Lions or, or like, I don't know, Jay Cutler, like, I, I don't know, from the Bears. Like, maybe maybe some guys from the the Bears, like their defense, because they were really good back in the day when they made this. I, I like, hated Like, Brian Peanut Tillman. And, yes, 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 yes. Like, I, I hated him because he, he had that stupid old Spice commercial, too, where it was like, <laughs> behold the sword of Erlacher, and then Erlacher would just be on the screen like, this is Brian Erlacher, Erlacher, where the swagger, you wear swagger, too. Uh, Erlacher, uh, old Spice. Uh. Just like, oh, man, somebody take him out, please. Uh, yeah. I can't handle this like, anymore. Who else is on the team? Uh, same thing with, like, I didn't necessarily hate him, but Devin Hester, I was just so sick. I'm like, stop kicking to him. Like, he's going to return it every time. We hate ourselves more than we hated him. Yeah. Like, it's just, he was so good, and they just kept kicking to him. You're like, why are you doing this to yourself? This isn't, this isn't necessary. None of this. Yeah. They're like, we can, we can stop him. No, you can't. No one can. (laughs) No one can. Okay. All right. Moving on. First topic of the day. Very Vikings related. Uh, Not quite. Uh, The Panthers, finally. It's rated for Baker Mayfield uh, after months of speculation and rumors and people being like, they're interested, not interested. Who? Maybe they are. Maybe they're not. Seahawks are in it. No, they're not. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the, the Panthers traded for uh, Baker Mayfield on Wednesday. They acquired him from the Browns, who sent out a thank you Baker tweet, which was very awkward. Um they got him in exchange for a conditional 2024 fifth round draft pick. So uh, pretty cheap. Um, and the deal came a few months after a rumor that the Panthers had called the Vikings about Kirk Cousins. Just to probably just see how much it would they're looking for in a trade maybe. Um, but shortly after this rumor spread, it was reported that people within Carolina's organization laughed about their rumored interest in a trade for Cousins. Uh, who's laughing now, so looking back, uh, did the Panthers make a mistake by maybe not pursuing more aggressively a trade for Kirk Cousins when they might have had the chance? You know, the thing about that report is right after they laughed, they probably cried because they knew how <laughs> desperate they were. Like, this is a team that courted Deshaun Watson along with mm-hmm. four others, mm-hmm. and he went over there and he's like, nah, I, I don't mm-hmm. think I'll play here. Yep. Um, Matt Rule is kind of a buffoon. Like mm-hmm. they, they probably went through the checklist like every team. Like, okay, we why would we get Kirk Cousins? We can get Russell Wilson. No, mm-hmm. that didn't work. Okay, well, we'll get Deshaun Watson. No, that didn't work. Uh, Carson Wentz. No, Matt Ryan. Uh, uh, Matt Ryan. No, uh, shoot. Did you get it? No. Um, well, uh, Matt Cor- uh, We didn't really like the quarterback class. Um, Baker Mayfield. Thank you. Welcome to the team, Baker. Wait, yep. Welcome. Welcome to the team. Like, it's it's such a desperate move. And I think people crap on Baker a lot because of what happened last season on and off the field. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, I don't think that Brown's locker room is stable at all. Like no. with definitely not now. Like and and it's so shocking too, because we always look at Kevin Stefanski as like this alternate universe, right? 
where everything was going to be fine. Everything was going to be, you know, calm without Mike Zimmer and everything else. And it is just a dumpster fire over there. I don't even know if Baker is the sole problem. It's ownership. It's the coaching staff in a way. It's uh, a lot of combustible personalities in Miles Garrett to Davian Clowney. Uh, a lot of things that are going wrong. So, and, and his shoulder was hanging on by a thread last year. Yeah. So, I mean, people rightfully jump on Baker because of its attitude, because I think that can rub people the wrong way. But it, it was so weird that he just didn't get traded at some point. And finally, he found a home in Carolina, which I don't know if it's the best situation for him, but um, we're going to find out. Yeah, it's weird. It's it's definitely not the best situation, but it is it is in a sense that he gets to play, which he's going to probably start. I think it's hilarious when like a bunch of NFL insiders came out afterwards, like this is going to be a competition. Oh, really? They traded for a quarterback in July because they wanted to have someone who started their entire career because they they want to have a competition with Sam Darnold, someone who they benched for Cam Newton, who has been terrible the last two mm-hmm. years. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a Sam Darnold had a good spring in shorts, so it's going to, you know, it's going to be a full on competition. OK, um, but yeah, I mean, it's weird with Stefanski, like you mentioned, like he but he was also part of the Vikings when they were not like the locker room was not that good. Like with Leslie Frazier and the, the end of the children's years, Stefanski was in there, too. So um, and he might, you know, as much as people like his like maybe polar opposite of, of Mike Zimmer. He might be a little too lenient where like he lets guys get away with too much. Um, and that's, you know, that's something we'll, we'll have to watch with Kevin O'Connell, too, because a lot of people like how like how how nice he is and how how down to earth he is. And like it, that's good for like a certain you know degree. But at what point does that, you know, do players begin to take advantage of that and uh, abuse that that relationship? But yeah, the whole Baker thing's weird. And. Like with the Panthers, yeah. Like, what did they did they look did they look at themselves and be like, we're we're a great organization. We've won five games in each of the last two seasons. This is where everyone wants to come to play. No, it's it's not even close. Like, <laughs> why? Yeah. Like, they're not even they close trade. to being competitive. Matt, like you said, Matt Rule is like a buffoon. You see him in like the the coaches' pictures, and he looks like he's dressed like a fifth grader. Um, just like the and they just had like their practice facility like they stopped building it midway like it's just a mess over there and and they should be happy that they didn't get to sean watson because it would have been even worse um so uh yeah and i mean yeah what oh go ahead well what organization would you rather be right now the panthers or the browns (laughs) that's a hell of a question isn't it uh i'd be the panthers just because you know, as as much as there might be an upside with with Deshaun Watson, that's just a stupid move. Considering, you know, I understand they traded for him, but but then to turn around and give him two hundred and thirty million fully guaranteed money um, that he's going to get some of no matter what, like whether he gets suspended or not. Um, that's that this whole situation is a mess. You have to deal with that PR for multiple years. Um, it just it's a bad look for a lot of people. And, you know, if they win a Super Bowl, no one's going to care. But still, like, I don't think they are because karma is an actual thing. And it's just and this is the Browns we're talking about. Like, they're not known for making good decisions, especially under this ownership. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but I don't think the Panthers are in that much of a bet. Like the guy who owns the Panthers owns them because the owner, the other owner was forced out because of like sexual harassment stuff. So like, it's not like they're in a much like better boat. Um, you know, they're not in Lake Minnetonka, but you know, they're, they're getting there. Um, does this Panthers quarterback situation? So now they have Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, and they drafted Matt Corral, who apparently I, I saw today is like, he's still the future. Okay, sure. He drafted him in the third round. Like, okay, was he Kellen Mond? Um, does this QB situation make you appreciate Kirk Cousins anymore? I almost. <laughs> I, the Kirk stands are just like, ah, ah. Yeah, I got you now. I got you now. Yeah. I mean, this is this is what the Vikings used to do, wasn't it? Like, yeah. it yeah. was, they yeah. would get a quarterback. They would get, they wouldn't go the young quarterback route that the Panthers went, though. Like, the Panthers were like, we can yeah. get something out of Sam Darnold. And like, everyone's like, no, you can't. <laughs> like, and they just did it anyway. So, like, uh, for the Vikings, it's like, okay, we have a stable quarterback who costs a lot, but he's, Fringe top ten, maybe. Here's a track it's record. Like, really hard. Like, like yeah. Warren Moon, Jeff George, Randall Cunningham, like Brad Johnson, all these guys. It it brings you back to the debate. Would you rather suck, get a high draft pick, and take a swing at a franchise guy? Or would you rather have a guy like Kirk Cousins who you know is gonna throw for four thousand yards and thirty touchdowns every year? But your postseason revolts may vary, you might not make the playoffs. A lot of other factors there. I mean, yeah, it's sure. tough because it's I mean, tough because it what? could be worse because the Rams just won with Matthew Stafford, and he's mm-hmm. you know he is a veteran quarterback. But then you look on the the other side of the field in the Super Bowl, and you got Joe Burrow, who was you know drafted number one pick and everything. The Bengals suck, and now they're now they're better. Um, mm-hmm. So. I just I, I'd tough. rather have it's Joe tough. Burrow than Matthew Stafford. I'll yes. that right now. You, Matthew Stafford's elbow is like gonna explode <laughs> or something. If like you're gonna go yeah, if you're gonna yeah. go the veteran route, it's either you have to get someone who's very good and Matt like like tier one or tier tier two. And right and, now I'd say Stafford's probably like that tier two because he won the Super Bowl. And you have to be ready to win right away. When yeah. the Vikings first got cousins. They were ready to win. It was coming off 2017. They went to the NFC Championship game. They had a lot of cheap contracts. And paying Kirk Cousins didn't really hurt. Where the Vikings screwed up is the two-year extension coming off of the Kyle Rudolph Mm -hmm. push-off in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. And then extending him after this year. And I I don't know if this year will be a mistake. We're going to find out with Kevin O'Connell. But it's just they believe their own newspaper clippings that this is a dominant team. This is the same team from 2017, not taking into account that everybody is making more money and everybody is five years older. Yeah. They're just right now. You could say that they're, they're, they're treading water and hoping, hoping that, you know, they catch a break and catch a, a nice wave to bring them in the right direction, I guess, uh, to keep the, the water metaphors going. Um, specifically on Mayfield, do you think he'll succeed in Carolina? Like he's been doubted before, like in his career and he's been able to like take that doubt and turn it into success. You look at Oklahoma and even, even with the Browns, like you go to the Browns, it's, it's thought of as like a QB wasteland and he was able to help them get to the playoffs. Hmm. Sporting cast. Uh, it's not okay, terrible. Yeah, it could be worse. I would, I, mean, I DJ, would argue that DJ Moore is probably yeah. an average receiver. Robbie, I mean, 
remember the game against uh, Vikings Panthers games. Like yep. the Panthers wide receivers dropped everything. And then you have Matt Rule, who hired Bob McAdoo as his offensive coordinator. It's not an ideal situation at all. I would rather have Kevin Stefanski and whatever Cleveland's throwing out. Yeah. Uh, Baker to Amari Cooper would have been just fine, wouldn't it? But uh, oh, yeah. Cleveland was just hell-bent to get rid of the guy and uh, get the other guy, the adult. This, <laughs> the adult, yeah. He's the, 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 adult the adult in the room. In the room. Yeah, that's – that's uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I look at their division. Like, I look at what they got, the Falcons, Saints, and Bucks. People are still high on the Bucks. I think the Saints are not going to be good this year. Like a lot of people are still like picking them to kind of be in the hunt. I I don't think so. I think Sean Payton makes a big difference uh, for that team. And then the Falcons, they like they're going to win with. Mar- I don't even know if they want to win right now. Like with Mariota and uh, Desmond Ritter as their quarterback. And did they sign? Did they resign uh, Patterson? I think they did. I think they resigned Cordell mm-hmm. Patterson. So yeah, that's. At, who they who did they draft? Who's the receiver that they drafted? For Drake London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. So like they got some pieces, but they're not even they're not they're nowhere close to being like a playoff team. So like, and then I don't I don't know about the Panthers either. Like they got some playmakers on on defense and stuff. Uh, you know, Jeremy Chin and uh, who's the corner? Uh, Horn, the the young kid, um, Joe Horn's kid. Um, so they JC have Horn. Yeah, yeah. So they have some playmakers. Um, but yeah, I don't know if the offense is, it might be similar to how the Browns were, or like it's the defense that kind of carries that team. But like you said, like Matt Rule, you got Matt Rule and uh, Ben McAdoo leading the charge there. That's not a really good duo to lead you into success. So I expect if I was Mayfield, I would just, just play YOLO ball all year, just do whatever. Who cares? Put up stats, have monster games. Um, you're probably going to be somewhere else next year, anyways. Your coach is probably going to be somewhere else next year, anyways. So who cares? Just like, just play free. Do what Case Keenum did in 2017, where you know he's not under contract the next year. He can do whatever he wants. What are they going to do? Like bench him? He's already a backup quarterback. So, uh, I mean, just just go all out and do whatever. Because when when Baker is playing well, he's he's really he's really good. But he's just last year he hurt he got hurt and he tried to play through it and that was a bad idea. Um looking at the other quarterback in his room, Sam Darnold, I saw somebody float this out there today. I think it was I want to say it was Paul Charchian from K Fan, who uh has some interesting ideas. Um he suggested that the Vikings go try and trade for Sam Darnold now that Baker Mayfield is on the Panthers, uh, just noting that that Sam Darnold is would be a better option than Sean Mannion, which I don't think is a very good argument since pretty much anybody with working eyes in the NFL is better than than Sean Mannion. So, in your uh, just, just just your thoughts, do you think the Vikings should try and acquire Sam Darnold to be their backup instead of Sean Mannion or or Kellen Mond? No, <laughs> no, I mean. Okay, what's the difference between starting Sam Darnold and Sean Manning? You're not winning with either of them. Yeah, exactly. Like you're screwed either way if Kirk gets hurt. So Don't why would more. you why would you yeah, add a contract that costs more and why would you give up draft capital 
to go get him. Now, if the Panthers release Sam Darnold, which is unlikely because right. I think they owe him $14 million no matter what, if I'm not almost, mistaken. Almost 20 Yeah, almost 20 So, I mean, that's not happening. But yeah. if he gets released and he's a free agent, you could sign him to like a contract. And if he flops around like a fish during tr- uh, preseason, you just go, ah, okay, that was fun. But, I mean, giving up assets and everything. I mean, the, the Vikings don't even have $20 million in cap room. No. Like why would you why would you do more financial gymnastics and kick the can down the road for that? So I think that, I think that's what oh. a lot of people like replied to to Charchin's tweet. They were like, they can't even afford him. So like it's not even yeah. <laughs> worth talking about. All like, due respect to Paul Charchin, he's the godfather of fantasy football. He's got the <laughs> yeah. guillotine league. I'm excited to play my guillotine league this year. <laughs> but um, yeah. So, uh, sometimes, you know. sometimes you just spitball things like oh, yeah. you don't look at you just like, hey, tr- let's trade for Sam Darnold. Oh, we can't do that. Okay. Yeah, and I, I don't, I don't know specific specifically what he tweeted, but he might have been just like, you know, let's try and acquire him. Maybe he meant like if he does get released, and then then the Vikings should sign him or whatever. Maybe he did mean it that way. Uh, but yeah, the simple answer is no, because Darnold only has one year left on his deal, which is a fully guaranteed eighteen point nine million. And like you said, the Vikings only have. 10.9 million in cap space right now. So like you and there's zero reason to spend any of that on a backup quarterback who you know is probably going to be gone after next year anyways. Um and plus yeah, like you said Darnold isn't that good. Like completed under 60% of his passes last year, threw for like 2500 yards, nine touchdowns, 13 interceptions. That's like is he better than Sean Mannion? Sure, but like is the margin that large between those two i i don't know like at least sean Mannion like kind of knows the offense or like can hand the ball i don't i don't even this is this is a this is such a july storyline or topic uh <laughs> sean Mannion versus sam donald who you got um Sean Mannion's like the Roman Reigns of the Vikings backup quarterback. He's just going <laughs> to hold on to it forever and never defend his title with like relevant. At least Roman Reigns is entertaining. Sean Mannion is just. Yeah, I, I could watch Roman watch. Reigns talk crap. I feel like all night long, but yes, I feel like maybe you could say Sean Mannion is more of like a I'm trying to think who's kind of boring as a champion, like Drew McIntyre or Sheamus or something like as a champion, like. They were kind of boring <laughs> to, to relate this to to wrestling as we always do. Um, but here's here's one last question on this. So so let's say Cousins get hurt before the start of the season, you know, a la Teddy Bridgewater. Hopefully, you know, not that serious. I'm not wishing that on anybody. Do you call the Panthers and we're like, hey, do you want to fork out something with, with Darnold? We'll take him off your hands. But, you know, we're not going to pay you all that money, but we'll take him off your hands. Do you do that? No, you tank. Okay. You tank. Okay. Uh, so, I, I mean, the Vikings were in a different position in 2016. Yep. Because yep, yep. they had a good team around Sam Bradford and one that could compete. Yeah, they I started 5 0. They, they, believe, they believe they can compete right now, but like, the Panthers are going to have your feet to the flames in that situation. They're going to try and make you pay up. Like you want mm-hmm. Sam Darnold, give us a first round pick. Now I don't think they'll do that. I think it would be like a second or something, but I mean, they're not going to like, you're not going to see a deal like this where Baker Mayfield goes to the Panthers for a fifth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the half of the thing was the Panthers knew they were getting rid of Baker Mayfield. Right. So or the Browns they are just like, where, yeah. 
I mean, the Panthers knew that the Browns were going, getting rid of Baker. Right. Baker right. So it was not yeah. a secret. Yeah, I uh, I'd rather just let Kellen Mond go out there and see what he can do. Just give him a, a season of, of reps because, like, at least with 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 Mond, you don't really know his ceiling yet, and and he still kind of has a potential. Um, where Darnold, it feels like he's pro- his best bet probably right now is is a backup, um, and maybe that's not entirely his fault because he went with the Jets and the Panthers. But you know that's, that's that's sometimes how it goes. Like Josh Rosen, probably could could have been better if he didn't land with the Cardinals or the Dolphins. But that's sometimes it's just how things go. So yeah, don't 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 give them a call. Well, weren't the Panthers the team that the Vikings called by Justin Fields too? Yeah, and they lowballed yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's something there's there's something going on between these these two teams where they keep going back and forth. Um, but moving on to some more Vikings-related topics. Um, so ESPN recently posted an article uh, where they listed the most underrated player on each NFL team. And for the Vikings, they select defensive tackle Harrison Phillips. Uh, they cited Phillips' skills as a run defender as the biggest reason why he's the most underrated player they feel on the team, which I thought was kind of weird because he hasn't played a down yet for the Vikings. So I figured they might pick someone that has been there, but they haven't. Um, do you agree with that, or do you think you know someone else is the most underrated player on this year's Vikings team? You told me to pick someone, but I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if anything, the Vikings have a lot of overrated players. Well, like, sure. I would, yeah. I would argue. You know, like Patrick Peterson's a little bit older. Yeah. Um, Eric Kendricks has coming off of one of the worst seasons of mm-hmm. his career. Um, some people believe Harrison Smith has lost a step. You know, all of these veterans that the front office holds high and mighty Smith. might be the other way around. I Like, this is not a team that has stockpiled young, ascending talent over the past right. couple of years. So that, that makes this a very hard question to answer. Like, are we going to come out and say DJ Wanham? Well, no, because eight, five of his sacks came against the Bears who refused to block him. You know yeah. why? They weren't afraid of him. Right. So, like, Yeah it's hard to do. I mean, maybe you say KJ Osborne. I I would go KJ Osborne. I mean, you don't realize it, but he had the most yards for number three receiver in franchise history. He gets the Jarius Wright award, right? So what if we had a receiver like Jarius Wright? No, KJ Osborne is better. So I guess if you're kind of thinking through it, that would be my choice because I, I think a lot of people pay attention to Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, but not so much to Osborne. Yeah, and he kind of came out of nowhere last year. I don't, a lot of people picked him to not even make the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he made the team and, and took advantage of his opportunities. And he should, in this this offense, which is more three receiver sets, he should be able to get a lot more opportunities than he even did last year. Um, I picked Dalvin Tomlinson just because I think um, a lot of people kind of complained about Michael Pierce and Dalvin Tomlinson last year. And like, oh, they didn't even do anything. But Dalvin Tomlinson was like, he was pretty good. He was one of the bright spots on the, the Vikings defense last season. And he was like the 16th best graded defensive lineman by PFF. Uh, he's a good run defender like Phillips, but he's a much better pass rusher. Um, and I think the combination of him and Phillips will will be much better than it was with him and Pierce and uh, the rest of the defensive line. I think some others you could think of, maybe BC Johnson, just because you know he, he suffered that knee injury and he was 
he was what he was the number he was the number two receiver in 2020 to open the year, and he he's okay. He could he could come up and maybe yeah, spark. He never should have been. Right. Let's, let's uh, remember this. Ezra Cleveland. Justin uh, Jefferson's got to earn it. He's got to earn <laughs> that starting spot. We're not going to give Justin Jefferson out. Uh, Cameron Bynum, Kane Wong. Like a lot of these guys are just like unknowns because we just, one, we they, they haven't been with the team long. And two, uh, you know, we don't know how they're going to fit in this new scheme. So it's it's a tough question. I, I, I understand you just being like, I got no idea, man. Um, <laughs> Because yeah, it's it's tough. Um, so let's move on to the the last topic, which is more about the the strengths and weaknesses of the Vikings heading into training camp, which has to do with a recent article from PFF Sam Monson, who who listed the biggest strengths and weaknesses for each NFC team, and for the Vikings, for their biggest strength, he picked the wide receivers, and for their biggest weakness, he picked the interior offensive line. Do you agree with these? Uh, and if you don't, you know, what What would you put in there instead? The strengths, I mean, as far as the receivers go, sure. I, I could see that. We just listed off three good ones, and then they have a couple of nice depth ones. Like Amir Smith-Barnsett is a very good depth receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you get BC Johnson back. I mean, you're higher on him than I am, but that's still a quality <laughs> depth fifth, player that good, some other yeah, teams good, like, don't fifth have. Receiver. Yeah, yeah, as a fifth, I mean, it's better than Chad Beebe. So, I mean, Correct. that's that's a lot better. Um, offensive line, the interior, yeah, I'd, I'd probably agree with that. I would maybe, and this is a bit of a stretch, but I think it's accurate. I think the secondary is a weakness. Yeah. Because, like I said, I, I don't think Patrick Peterson was saying, well, you know, they didn't throw it towards me, so I must have been doing my job. They didn't throw it towards him because Bashad Breland and Mackenzie Alexander were on <laughs> yeah. the field. And it's yeah. easier to pick on them than a future Hall of Fame corner. Yeah. So I think this year, Patrick Peterson is going to kind of have a wake up call, so to speak. Mm. Um, th- that's kind of putting it aggressively. But I, I, I just think that we're going to be kind of disappointed with him. And then what do you have behind that? You have Cameron Dantzler, who was benched by Zimmer. Um, probably maybe unrightfully uh, towards mm-hmm. as the season progressed. Maybe he should have been first out game, there. I but, think, right? first uh, game. Yep, yeah, he, was, he wasn't even active the first game. Yeah. And then, you know, they just kept pr- playing Breland, and then finally they put Dantzler in. And he had some good moments, but he also had some boneheaded moments where he's playing five yards deep in the end zone on a final play in Detroit yeah. that cost them the game. Yeah. So, it, And then you go to the unknowns. Like Andrew Booth said he's, he hasn't been healthy since high school. That's a problem. Uh, your other guy, a Caleb Evans, don't know about him. Uh, good, tr- good, guy Jaylen, Jaylen good guy on Twitter. Good guy on Twitter. Is he is he a good follow? He's good. Good. He's he's I'll he's uh he's hating he's hating on the Packers, and I think he said he'll uh, like dye his hair purple or something if the, he gets a certain amount of followers. So uh, he's huh. he's ready. He's ready. He's, he's yeah. We haven't we haven't mentioned my Dontarius Thomas Award player, Chris Boyd. Um, <laughs> so Chris, oh yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't put it on when he gets cut. Do you think he'll put it on the gram? Like, yo, I got cut, bro. He, he, What's yeah, up? Yeah, he's he's gonna have he'll have some post where like it's there for an hour, which shouldn't probably be up, and he'll delete it. He'll, he'll be he'll like, just, oh, I got hacked. Like, he's like, they, they'll pay for this. They'll, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I'm the best corner mm-hmm. of the game. Oh, yeah. whoops. Yeah, um, I would agree with these. I'm, I might even put like. You could maybe argue running backs could could be the strongest. Cause just because of Delvin Cook and you know Alexander Madison, he's not you know 
he's not Dalvin Cook, but he's still pretty solid. Then you have Kane Wongu, who's a really good kick returner. I'm not sure how that relates to running backs, but then you know, and we don't know about Ty Chandler, so I think it's one of the more deeper groups. Maybe not the the most strong, but uh, what, what would you say the second biggest strengths and weaknesses would be on the Vikings? Uh, I want to say pass rush, but that's so fickle. It's very um. Let's go the running game. Why not the running game? You know, you got Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison. We don't know what Kane Wangwu is outside of a returner. I think Kevin O'Connell is going to be a little more creative than uh, Mike Zimmer and Gary Kubiak. Or a little Kubiak bit, yeah. Um, and then That's you also bit. have Ty Chandler, who's a burner. So yeah. I, I think they have a very good staple of running backs. Did the offensive line create holes? We don't know. But, yeah, I, running back. I, I would put that ahead of edge rusher because edge rushers, like, a fragile situation. Like if Daniel Hunter and Zadarius Smith goes down, they're screwed yeah. unless Patrick Jones or DJ Wanham steps up. So yeah, that's what I had. Yeah. I had, I had the, the edge rushers as maybe the second biggest, but yeah, that you, now that you mentioned it, yeah. If one of them goes down, it, it becomes whether one of their weakest groups, which mm-hmm. is the case for, for a lot of these. And then for the second biggest, biggest weakness, I had the tight end group because it's similar where like Irv yes. Smith goes down. What do you get? Johnny freaking Munt. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Say his name. Johnny freaking Munt. So, like, it can get pretty dicey there if uh, Irv Smith goes down. And, you know, you might have to send a fourth-round pick for Chris Hernan again, even though he's a free agent. Um, so, yeah, would you would you agree with that? Would that be your, your second biggest weakness, tight ends? Or I, was, I was definitely thinking about tight end, yeah. Yeah. That, that was going just, to be it. Um, it's tough, too, because, like, with the scheme, anyway, we don't know. Look at Irv Smith Jr. Like, everybody's kind of handing him as, like, one of the game's best tight ends. He hasn't done anything. He hasn't done anything, <laughs> hasn't done anything but get hurt. He's so, great, great on, I mean, great that, on that, social media. Some people find that as negative, but, I mean, it's the truth. Like, it, what has Irv Smith done outside of a whole bunch of training camp practices? If he goes in training camp, balls out, and gets hurt in week one again, guess what? He's a bust. He's a bust at this point because we're in what year four? His contract's up after this year, so I mean, it's a bad I mean, pick, especially when uh, AJ Brown was the next pick. Yeah, uh, I mean, if you want to get you want to get crazy, you want to get crazy. You could call him a bust right now. Um, you could. His, best, his best season. I mean, his last season was he had thirty catches for three hundred sixty-five yards and five touchdowns. Like, I understand. So, was Kyle? Yeah, Kyle Rudolph was still there in 2020. This was 2020, mm-hmm. but still, like you're supposed to be, like he's going to tight end you and everything, and like supposed to be like. And I know everyone was getting crazy in training camp last year, but there's been a lot of those in like Vikings land where like, I think Treadwell at one point looked really good in training camp. Uh, you know, Dantzler had a really good training camp. Like, training camp means Jordan not Taylor a, is that his name? Yeah, yeah like it means doesn't mean anything to me once you get on the field because yeah. you're not like especially nowadays with training camp and practice and how like loose it is and and how much lighter and how much like they just emphasize very little contact and I think it's going to be even more this way with with Kevin O'Connell and, and his staff uh it's going to be even more difficult to tell like who's going to be the best guys coming out of training camp, um, especially in the preseason too. They're not going to play anybody in the preseason. They're not going to risk Justin Jefferson or Kirk Cousins for 
a couple more reps, you know, in the preseason. So, you got anything else? That is it for me. <laughs> I am yeah. in, I am in full hockey mode right now. Oh, yeah. The oh, NHL yeah. draft is going on and our owner, Joe Nelson, is on vacation at Bring Me the News. So, oh, yeah. I am the sports department right now. I actually... If you've seen me looking down, I have been uh, paying go, attention go, to the draft go. as we've been recording. So I would yeah, right go into the Kraken. He was supposed you, to be the number one overall pick. If you haven't watched that Unrivaled uh, documentary, I would it, recommend it. It's it really is good. awesome. I, yeah. I I'll, I'll throw out a couple of thoughts. So I'm I'm like an hour into it because I watch it while I'm working out. Yeah. So I'll just watch it for thirty minutes while I'm on yeah. the elliptical or something. But um. That rivalry when I was a kid was so damn good. Like, I I remember seeing the goalie fight. And, like, growing up, the Wild didn't exist. So, like, other teams were kind of like how I followed hockey. I didn't follow it closely. And, like, the goalies could fight? This is awesome. (laughs) Like, why are they? They're just beating the tar out of each other. Holy crap, you know. And, like, I don't remember the Draper hit. I don't remember. Yeah, I didn't remember that either. I didn't know how it escalated. And it's so interesting, too. Like, it's like a wrestling documentary. Oh, like yeah. when you watch the uh, 24 documentaries on, uh, I guess it's yeah. Peacock now, yeah. like kind of their origin stories and how it built up, yeah. how they became yeah. wrestlers and yeah. came up with their character and everything. That's what these are. Like how, like the buildup, like the oh, yeah. uh, Nordiques moving to Colorado oh, yeah. oh, and yeah. then starting to butt heads with Detroit, who was in the Western Conference for oh, some yeah. reason. But um, <laughs> original six, baby. Yeah. No, it's, it's really good. Um, really well put together. Like. I, I pay attention a lot because I, I listen to a bunch of or I watch a bunch of stuff with headphones out on. So I pay attention a lot to like sound design and stuff, which if you haven't seen the new Stranger Things, the sound design in that is ridiculous. Um, I don't know if you're into that. Um, but like the sound in this too, like with the dramatic music and everything, it just adds so much more to it. And yeah, like you said, the, the Draper hit. And then when I saw it too, I was like, that wasn't that, that it wasn't that bad and then like you see his face and like, yeah. like oh, okay it was pretty bad um the but, foot hit didn't look too bad too until you saw it a second time you're like oh yeah he like shoves his head in the turtle oh yeah 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 towards yeah. oh, the yeah, animal yeah, yeah. steal and also he, he's, he's got like a knot there and he's he like blood he, trickling down like his he, face. Wound, he wound up and grabbed his head and like shoved it in the glass yeah that was like that a steel was, cage match that was a dirty hit yeah for sure yeah all right Enough hockey talk. Uh, next week, we should do on Monday. We should get back to our rewatchables, right? We'll, we'll finally do the the Blair Walsh game. You want to do that? Yeah. All right. I was we'll at that. that game. One time. <laughs> I'm sure. All right. Um, <coughs> COVID. Ugh. All right. <laughs> um, make sure if you're watching this on YouTube to like this video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Follow on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, But until next time, Chris and I talk to you later. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.